You are listening to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast with Coach Jesse Cole. Where we encourage and equip kingdom entrepreneurs who are adding value to the marketplace. And now, your host, Coach Jesse Cole. Welcome to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. I am your host, Coach Jesse Cole. Thank you for joining us today. Really appreciate you. If you want to learn more about what we do and what we're about, you can visit jessespeaks.com or connect with us on social media, Instagram, at Coach Jesse Cole, Facebook, at Coach Jesse Cole, and YouTube, Jesse Cole Speaks. I look forward to connecting with you. Had a conversation recently with a friend of mine about jumping and becoming who you recreated to be. And throughout that conversation, she was talking about fear and how she was afraid to, to make that leap, to make that jump. And I thought it was interesting how somebody with so much talent, somebody that's so brilliant, who's done her research, is still afraid to jump. It's still afraid to become the better version of herself. And I was reminded that recently I had the pleasure of attending a conference that was sponsored by one of the largest international organizations in the world. And throughout the entire conference, the reoccurring theme was the effects of fear of change and how we can either enhance or destroy our lives depending on how we perceive it. And the keynote speaker mentioned that If you can change your mind, you will change your destiny. We've heard that before. This is nothing new. But this time it resonated with me and it caused me to engage in a self-dialogue. And I asked myself, how can I change my destiny by changing my mind? Because I believe that my destiny is inevitable. It's going to happen whether I change my mind or not. But then I begin to think about how even though our lives are laid out before us, We have the benefit of free will. We actually have the power to change the course of our lives. Andy Stanley calls this the principle of the path. He suggests that direction, not intention, determines our destination. Direction, not intention, determines our destination. And even though we were created to shine, God has given us the authority to choose whether or not we want to. And that's powerful. And since we have the ability to change the course of our lives, the floating question still remains. What prevents us from shining our light, from jumping, from becoming who we're created to be as it relates to our purpose and destiny? I submit to you that there are three possible answers. These are not the only answers, but each one carries with it a type of stronghold that can only be broken by a person who is led by conviction and desperation, by conviction and desperation. So let's let's examine each answer individually. Let's unpack this thing. So my first answer to the reason why many of us allow fear or we fail to jump and become the better version of ourselves is the fear of the unknown, right? Fear is a very real emotion. And according to 2 Timothy 1 and 7, Paul describes it as an actual spirit. It is a life force 
that has the ability to influence your perception and weakens the power in what could be. Fear begins as a subtle rain, but if not confronted, it can, it can evolve into a tsunami, dampening pure motives and drowning out dreams, totally destroying your life. If fear were a boxer, it would be a super heavyweight. It is the number one contender of you becoming your best self. Fear causes you to be apprehensive and unable to advance because of worry or a corrupted expectation. And although I don't agree with it, I understand how a person could be arrested by it. They can be frustrating. It can be unnerving. And anything that is on display is open to judgment and ridicule. And that is certainly not something a lot of us look forward to. Many of us don't want the light on us. We, many of us don't want to shine because it attracts a lot of attention. And then we have to deal with ridicule and being on the front lines and people you know, talking about you. And many people don't want to deal with that. The anxiety of not knowing what, what's next prevents us from wrapping our minds around a new idea because we really don't know what's on the other side of the experience. We often grow accustomed to the familiar and all the comforts that accompany it. We avoid being stretched at all costs. And we have mastered the art of complacency all the while suppressing our spirit's cry for freedom. You know exactly what I'm talking about. The type of freedom that cannot be muzzled by a corporate salary or boxed in by a cubicle. The type of liberty that causes you to realize you only have one life to live. And it encourages you to be who you were created to be for fear of delaying or even missing out on the opportunity to improve your position in life. The type of freedom that, that gives you the confidence to operate in your sweet spot, the place where you experience the most joy and you perform with razor sharp effectiveness. Maybe you've experienced this or maybe you haven't. But for the majority of us who have, stepping away from the familiar and walking into the arms of freedom, it comes with a risk. And that risk has the power to alter your life and place you in a dimension you never even knew existed. And it's a risk that many people are too afraid to take. The fear of the unknown is not a new type of fear. It didn't start with you. And it will not end with you either. You know, sometimes shining, it won't feel good. You may even encounter some uncertainty. But what are you going to do? What you're going to do? Stop shining? Absolutely not. You're going to continue pressing because the experience is greater than the uncertainty. Very few people have answered the call to take the plunge into the ocean of the unknown. Because of fear. And there was an energy that, that wouldn't allow them to rest until they did. Deep down, they knew that they were created to make an impact in their community, on their job, or even in the world. So they broke through that fear barrier and took a chance. Right? So number one, number one reason why people don't take that, that jump is because of fear. Number two is because of pride. Pride, as it relates to the refusal to enhance one's life, is a silent yet lethal assassin. It eats away at the inner pockets of our souls and, 
At the same time, it finds a way to negatively affect those we come in contact with. One of the main components of pride is control. A prideful person needs to have total control over their environment. And if that control is threatened, they risk losing control and falling flat on their faces, which, of course, is something a prideful person wants to prevent at all costs. Because of their lack of true awareness and acceptance, they use pride as a defense mechanism to shield off all potential arrows that could possibly rip open their exterior and reveal their weaknesses. And for this same reason, they reject help even when they need it the most. You know, pride becomes a crutch to lean on if ever they sense failure approaching. A prideful person finds it difficult to be humble, therefore excusing their faults and mishaps as character flaws that others have to accommodate. I'm sure we've all heard someone else declare, if they don't like how I do things, then that's their problem, not mine. You know, prideful people usually look, they look out for themselves at all costs. And seldom do they dedicate time to helping others reach their goals. And even if they do, their help typically isn't motivated by love. And there are usually strings attached to the offer. I want to reference Paul again because he reminds us in Philippians 2 and 3 that we should let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. And that each of us should look out not only for our own self-interest, but also the interest of others. But pride causes us to decline any new ideas that have the potential of trumping what we have created for the fear that the introduction of anything new will leave us feeling unaccomplished. When an individual is steered by pride, controlled by pride, they don't realize that even though they may have worked diligently at establishing their own system, that system has become another God to them. And in their mind, if something new is introduced, all the hard work they've put into making their system run would be for nothing. And that insecurity prevents them from adopting new ideas. I like what Thomas Merton said. He said that pride makes us artificial and humility makes us real. Barack Spinoza, he said that pride is pleasure arising from a man's thinking too highly of himself. One author said that pride attaches undue importance to the superiority of one's status in the eyes of others. So when one sets his heart on being highly esteemed and achieves such rating, then and only then is he automatically involved in the fear of losing his status. Pride is dangerous, and we must not allow it to infiltrate our lives. It is not compatible with a life committed to becoming your best self. Pride is not an airborne disease that can be easily cured with a pill. It is an illness that is contracted spiritually and can break us down from the inside out. That's pride, right? So our, the, first, the first answer is fear of the unknown. The second answer to why people don't jump and become the better version of themselves is because of pride. And the third answer is we simply don't want to change. We don't want to change. As I'm, as I'm recording this podcast, the word that continues to resonate in my spirit is stubbornness. I, habits that don't work anymore. We may feel that our way of doing 
certain things needs no fine tuning, right? The phrase, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That becomes uh, the blight that drops the value of transformation associated with our progression. But I announced to you today that as people who desire to partake of the abundant life that has been set aside for us, we must divorce ourselves from anything that promotes complacency. I understand that it is it's sometimes hard to digest what God has revealed to us because it may go against our corrupted religious experiences, our cultural norms. But I've come to understand that whatever God wants to do in our lives is unconventional. It cannot be contained by traditional and religious thought or sustained by a superficial philosophy. It won't be manipulated by another person's agenda and it refuses to tolerate trivial arguments. Most people aren't ready to comprehend the magnitude of what their life is supposed to be. But what you must be aware of is that God's will is to do new things in you and through you. Brand new things that supersede any and everything that has already manifested in your life. Things that eyes and ears cannot bear witness to before their time. He wants to expose you to opportunities that no man could ever provide and boost your spiritual metabolism so that you can experience the benefits of a kingdom relationship. There is a weight that accompanies the kind of life that you're supposed to live, but you have the grace for it. You've been chosen for it. So don't dodge this experience. Embrace it. Conquer your uncertainties by using God's word as your weapon and your faith as a shield to absorb the blow of the enemy's attack on your confidence. You don't have to fear. You don't have to be prideful. You can move forward with power and authority, and you can become the person that you were always meant to be. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mobile Podcast. You can learn more about how to connect with Coach Jesse Cole and other Kingdom Mobiles at jessespeaks.com. And don't forget to join the Kingdom Mobile Conversation on Facebook and Instagram at Coach Jesse Cole. Remember that what you want to become depends on your willingness to become it.